Welcome back to Balls and Brews, folks. It's What's up? Uh, been a little bit. It's been a few days. It's been a few days, but that's all right. We're back. I'm Zach. This is Josh. Coming to you from Chattanooga, Tennessee, bringing you commercial-free sports conversation brought to you by our unofficial sponsor of Coors Light and Bud Light. But we're, we're, we're commercial-free still. Yeah, commercial-free. They don't... Uh, <laughs> They don't know that they sponsor us. That's but, just what uh, we're drinking. They uh, they do provide these tasty libations, That's for this, right. which fuel this uh, genius conversation. Missed you, buddy. I was in Dallas. Didn't get yeah, to see I, you. Yeah, um, I saw you're uh, hanging out with two chains. And yeah, me Mark and two Cuban. chains getting it, getting it down, throwing it down. <laughs> uh, you know, I called the the Mavs Golden State game, and that was that was a good one. Although I was a little underwhelmed, I think. Um, I'd seen Durant play before, so I kind of knew what to expect there. But, like, Curry, I was a little underwhelmed because in all his greatness, he's just shooting the ball, right? Like, it's not anything super sexy or super – you know, it's actually more fun to watch on TV because you can kind of glance away and then look up and he's got 30. There, I mean, he still had – I mean, he's still shooting lights out, but it wasn't anything overly right. exciting. He was hitting the rim, so it wasn't, wh- right. it wasn't wowing you. <laughs> right, right. So, no, I, I watched – I've seen – multiple guys play like the Westbrooks and LeBrons and stuff and they have that wow factor to a lot of what they do obviously and, you know obviously Steph's a different type player different but kind of beast. but it's uh it was just I was a little I guess shocked I was like not as impressed yeah, but anyway I did see him in a at UTC when he was with Davis and yeah me too I was there. yeah yeah that was a little while there which you know he did hit a 75 you know, footer yeah 75 footer <laughs> nothing but net barely even touched the net yeah um yeah, it's a little while there. Which, you know, the next night, the you know, after the you saw the Warriors and the Mavs and the next night I can't remember they played the Nuggets or something and they scored fifty one in the first quarter or something ridiculous yeah. like that. I mean it's it, what they do is not uh not exciting. It's just I think it's, my expectation was a little higher. But, you know, I was I did get to sit three rows from the court, so that was kinda neat. So yeah, it, it, it was a lot of cool it, stuff. It um you know, not to make this an NBA podcast real quick, but uh, uh, Luca, the rookie for the Mavs, that dude is a freak, he's man. Awesome. He's just so smooth at everything he does. So that'll be exciting to watch him. See if he, he was like a bigger version of Steve Nash, but could score whenever he wanted to. But Nash won what two MVPs, so I mean, he's obviously something. But anyway, football, football, <laughs> football. Yeah, so. A little bit of controversy in uh in both games, I guess you know that's that's kind of become the uh, the blood of the NFL here lately is just constant bitching and nagging about you know calls and whatnot. But I think the the first game that we're gonna talk about definitely has some weight to the said bitching. Uh, yeah, the Saints and the Rams. Um, you know, hell. First off, hell of a game. You know, awesome. But you know, both games were great. Uh, you know, Rams couldn't ask for a better weekend. Oh, you couldn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, one two versus each other in both conferences. Yeah, both games are overtime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how you want it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, just in back, you know, both games were back and forth. You know, the the uh, Rams kind of weathered a storm there early, and I think they could have, you know, if their defense hadn't stepped up, they could have been down twenty one nothing. Oh yeah, it could have folded too. Yeah, yeah for it sure. would have been. Could have could have went south fast. Um, but no, you know, games. You know, Zerlon, just clutch, you know, all bombs. the way through. Just, yeah, just hitting bombs. Um, you know, just the kind of the watching the coaching genius that is, you know, McVay and Sean Payton. And then, 
you know, getting to see that is pretty neat. Yeah, I think, I mean, McVay is a young Sean Payton, you know, when he first got to, you know, New Orleans. I mean, what he's doing with the Rams is obviously goes without having to say too much about it. It's amazing. But, um, you know, it's impressed with golf. He made some big-time throws and, and honestly could have folded under some pressure down 13-0. Oh, yeah. like, I mean, he could have easily packed it in. And without Gurley, I think Gurley had three or four touches going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I don't know if he's that. banged up. I mean, he has to be banged up or something. Yeah, like I saw him stretching on the sideline like – Somebody tweeted, yeah, like, he, he dropped two passes. Him. I'm like, okay, dude, yeah, this is your not potential there. MVP candidate. Like, you're not sitting him. He could drop six in a row. You're still, he's out there yeah. toting the rock. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, throw it to him for a little bit, but he's still getting the ball. Yeah. So, um, interesting to see how his injury or his nicks will shake out in the next two weeks with two weeks to prepare. But There was, you know, like three quarters in, there were so many fans on Twitter just taking a massive dump on Jared Goff, just basically like, you know, yep, he is who he thought he was. You know, he's just a you know like an extreme system like quarterback, and he sucks and all this stuff. And I'm like, I mean, you know, I think we've had this conversation before. Not everybody out there is Breeze and Brady, uh, you know, and Rogers. Like, there's a handful of elite, elite guys, and then right, you got these guys. You know, you got these guys that are out here playing, you know, phenomenal football, and they're acting like you know. If, I guess if you're not Brady, Breeze, and Rogers, then you're you suck. You're a bust. Well, I, mean, you know I mean, you know, it's I won't say a little before our time, but uh, you know, somewhat. You know, Jim Kelly, always a Hall of, Hall of Flame, Famer. I mean, he wasn't like the most sexy quarterback out there ever. Right. You know, you with the Barinos and you know Elways and things like that out there. Right. But you know, you don't have to. You know, yeah, I, yeah, it's very frustrating. And the whole system quarterback quarterback thing for me, such a joke. Joe Montana was a West Coast guy. Steve Young, West Coast quarterback. Brady, they have a system up there. I don't care what you say. We can get into this later, but Brady plays with guys like you and me catching balls. So I don't care if it system or no system. Dude's the greatest ever. Um, you know, everybody, Breeze plays in that spread system. I mean, you know, he played in San Diego for, what, three, four years? Right. And, you know, he was good, but he wasn't – no one thought he was going to be like this, right? right. Yeah, they I mean, wouldn't let him walk. what, 5'11", 6 foot tall. Right. You know what I mean? So – so, I mean, a system, yeah, you, and it's football. It's not the NBA. Like, you have to have a system. That's why the head coach and the quarterback are usually married whenever, if one fails, the coach gets fired. Like, yeah, the, you know, or, or vice versa, if they, you know. They both are gone. So, it's usually, you know, it is, it's a system league. Like, that's why they have a playbook, right? Like, I mean, right. you're putting in a system. Yeah, I mean, so, regardless, no matter the system, if you can't execute it to the highest level, the system is not going to work. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you see that, like, you know, Brady goes down, you get a guy like Garoppolo coming in. I'm not, again, I'm not going there and saying the Patriots are a system, that's why Brady's good. No. But, you know, Peyton goes down and, you know, the Colts the number one what? pick, right. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. yeah they, they end up being well, the and, pick. So somebody has to still execute this, the system. Right. Now, somebody's system could be better than somebody else's. Like, I mean, it's very clear that Belichick probably has a better system than does Doug Marone. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean? yeah. And, and that's, you know. But he also has Brady. Right. Yeah, so, so they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, and I, I've always kind of been on that, you know, show me a bad coach and you're not going to be able to show me a good quarterback, generally. You know, a, a historic bad coach is not going to have a great quarterback his whole career, right? right? Four years of a great quarterback. I mean, and vice versa, usually you have a, you know, a great coach. He's not because he has a bad quarterback. Right. You know, he's usually got a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, you know, they go hand in hand. Well, you look at, like, what John Harbaugh has done in Baltimore with Joe, uh, with uh, – mm-hmm. Jackson, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that is a system, 
that he has to run. Like, Joe Flacco can't run that system right. that he's running. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's a system quarterback in that system. You have to mold your game plan around your guy's strengths. And there's two different type of systems. You have the college quarterback system quarterback, which right. – that really can because you can have you can just out athlete people. Right. You know, a lot of teams can just out athlete with a above average quarterback that doesn't do anything at the next level. Then you have NFL system quarterbacks who are just playing against the greatest athletes in the world. Well, right? and the greatest you know, minds. So right. you think about it, like there's thirty two head coaching jobs in the NFL, there's what, hundred and twenty something yeah. you know, college jobs. I'm not saying that there's not some geniuses at the college level, sure. but you know, when you're coaching against a guy like Butch Jones you know, you can run the annexation of Puerto Rico <laughs> five times in a row and you're going to score a touchdown. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, yeah I'm on with you. I did see another crazy stat, too, um, going back to the Rams. I think it was, like, the last 14 season the Rams hadn't even made the playoffs. And then, like, you know, two years in, like, McVay's taking them to the Super Bowl. It's, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, that's uh, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. And the guys, he just seems to have it, you know, like, People, you know, it's crazy that he's 32 and people look up to him as he's a leader, but he yeah. is. I mean, he the carries, guys. How you carry yourself, yeah, man. The guy turns 33 this Thursday. That's crazy. And I keep wondering, like, what in the hell am I doing? <laughs> I was driving to work this morning, and I was just like, this asshole's in the Super Bowl, and I'm going to work. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you know, nine to five kind of deal. So, yeah, that's impressive, uh, to say the least. And he's definitely getting anybody that's coming to contact with him. You know, interviews. I know everybody keeps joking around, like, uh, Eli Apple was running down the sideline, like, jawing with him, and he was like, Eli Apple has five interests, like, teams are interested in or whatever. I saw Wade Phillips Phillips tweeted out, like, my son knows Sean McVay, so, you know, he's available for head coach if anybody's anybody's still looking. But, yeah, anyway, the game, though, man, I mean, like I said, it was back and forth. I I felt like, obviously, the big – Pass interference, no call. That the whole world's talking about. Yeah. Michael Thomas tweets to Goodell yeah, today, Goodell, like, "Hey, yeah, pick check an article, yeah. like, to you know, whatever." I, you know, I get it. There's bigger penalties that get missed or get called mm-hmm. that change the game, and then there's penalties that never get called. I mean, I've seen it. Finally, you start seeing it come out. You know, there's four face masks that the Saints think got away with, or what? You know, all these small right. things that you don't think mean anything in the game, but they can. You know, keep drives alive, whatever. But, you know, the one that gets highlighted uh, is, is the pass interference, which, you know, it probably, it probably does send the Saints to the Super Bowl. There's no doubt oh, about it. it does, yeah. You so, run the ball once, twice, kick a field goal, win the game. Exactly. You know I mean? and, and so I get it. I get the frustration. I'd be ticked if, I, you know, if it was the Buccaneers in the same spot. At the same time, you were up 13-0. You blew that. Like thirteen points in the NFL is a lot of points. Right. Like you, especially if you're the high flying Saints, right? So, so you got the Rams stepped up and shut you down there. They, you had, golf through what a forty yard bomb, that connected, that you know puts them flips the field. I think they go in and either score, or kick the field. Goal. Regardless, they they get points out of it. That, you know, you don't give up a huge play late in the game. You know, the pass interference isn't an issue. So like, yes, the one play is always you know the one's going to be highlighted. But for me, it's just. There's so many other plays in the game that have to be made. And I know it, but, you know, and people argue, well, the players actually get to make those plays, right? And right. this was out of their hands. But I saw that play multiple times live. Like, when you slow it down, everything looks worse, right? right. Helmet, helmet looks worse. Everything looks worse. But you, you, that play live, it looks like he's a little early maybe, but almost like the ref wasn't going to call it because I'm going to let these guys play it out. Now you slow it down, it's pretty blatant. It was pretty bad. But, yeah. you know, live, it was quick. You know? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, too, I mean, I, 
watching it, you know, I mean, I remember as soon as it happened, I was like, oh my God, it's interference. And it was just like, no flag, no flag. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, know? I saw the same thing. Um, but for me, I think, you know, it's just all about the timing too. Like that play happens in the first quarter. Yeah, we're talking about it. Like that was a horrible call, but we're not, you know, it's yeah. not being talked about, you know, across all 50 states right now. You know, right. it's not it's not as big of a deal. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's huge. But, yeah, I don't get the whole, you know, tweeting at Goodell and all this stuff. I mean, he was, he was the one that made the call. I mean, sure, he employs the referees and, you know, he's you know in well, charge yeah. of, you know, his employees and, and training and all that. So I expect something, you know, to come of that. But, like, right away, what's he going to do? He's not going to come back, oh, yeah, well, Saints win. You know, like, right, you know yeah, what are you going to do? I never that. understood that. You know, yeah. MLB does it all the time. Like, you know, like, oh, they uh, – you know, they ch- they challenged the game or something. I remember there was a Braves playoff game, and I remember that foul. I think we were driving to Cincinnati for the Bengals-Steelers game. We were listening to the playoffs on the way up there or something, baseball playoffs, and there was a foul ball that went, it was like foul, and like Chipper well, like went, went and chased it down, and it landed like foul. Like it was clearly like, or they called it the um, infield fly roll, but it was oh, like one of like, yeah. All yeah. the like the outfielders and infielders are converging on it, you know what I mean? So yeah, and then like after that game's over, yeah, they lost because of a blown call, and then you hear like all well, the Braves have challenged the ruling of the game, and it's like, what are they going to do? Go back yeah. and be like, oh well, you didn't really lose, you know? Like I'm now you're play one more, you're still in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I get having to talk about it from a corrective action standpoint, but there's nothing you, can, you can't yeah. retroactivate yeah. the game. Yeah. And be like, oh, we're gonna yeah. replay. I mean, the, yeah, you can't put the milk back in the cup once it's spilled right. on the carpet. You know what I mean? It's That's right. you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But good for the Rams. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, to say the Rams didn't earn it would be crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they earned every bit of it. You, they got a little help right there at the end on a big play. But, you know, like I said, there's a ton of missed calls or a ton of calls that didn't go their way too. So, you, know, you can't – I always think, you know, if you'd have done a little bit more, you know, Saints, if you'd done a little bit more, you wouldn't have been in that yeah, position. Yeah, Don't ever put it in the position to be there. You right. know? Well, now, I, I mean, that's easy to say, but it's just – well. It's kind of, I'm a, you know, being a boxing fan, it's always like, never let it go to the cards. Because right. you know historically that the judges are going to screw you. They, I mean, they, they screw up. If you go back in history and look to all the fights that went 12 rounds, I guarantee you 75% <laughs> or more of them have been horrible decisions. So, I'll, my, you know, my rule is always just like, never, don't go the distance. Yeah. I mean, you, you control it. Like, you know, knock the dude out. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, keep it out of the ref's hands, you know. Yeah. You, you, know, you, go to, you execute. And you know, like you said, maybe you win by two scores. I mean, you were, you had the you, you were in the driver's seat for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the I love seeing McVay running across the field. Like, have you seen that? Like, yes. he's sprinting across the field, like skipping, and then all of a sudden, it's like he like puts Serious his face. suit on. He's <laughs> yeah. like walks over, shakes hands. Yeah. But good for him. Yeah. That's exciting. Being yeah. the Super Bowl, it's awesome. I mean, you know, I think I've been high on golf all year. Obviously, it's not hard to be. They've been great all year. But like, right. I, I think he's played exceptionally well oh, for yeah. the the. The hard time he gets, you know, given, but you know, power to McVeigh too. Like those guys were high flying offense in the last three games. You know, they got beat, and then they kind of shifted back towards the run the last three games of the year and, and through the playoffs, and they've they look good. So, you know, I'm excited. I think the Rams, either one of them, were going to give a good oh, matchup yeah. to the other team. So, you know, we weren't going to be in a bad matchup situation at least on paper. So, you know, they will be playing the Patriots who. Stole one, from, stole one from the Chiefs. From the Chiefs in Brady fashion. Another, I mean, the whole world knew when you had a minute forty on the clock. I get, it was too long, too yeah. too much time. I was I was watching the game with my brother in laws, and I um, you know, 
I say I almost did. I obviously never would have, but it was like when the coin toss went and the Patriots won, I was like, yeah, we might as well go ahead and pack our sh- and head home. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, especially. This yeah. is over, you know? And, you know, you just know what's going to happen. I mean, you've seen it far too many times. You've seen it, what? Nine times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, another just hell of a game. You, you kind of feel just like your heart's ripped out for the Chiefs on that one. You know, you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of some bad beats. Um, yeah, I heard, uh, <clears throat> what's his name? Max Kellerman. Uh, it was just on Twitter. Uh, oh, his his, his view is like someone asked him, did they get lucky? I guess it was on their show in the morning. Did he get lucky? And, you know, I don't think, I mean, yeah, he went through all the scenarios that luck would play a part. But, I mean, it's like, it's like what's that uh, Alanis Morissette song? Is it ironic or whatever? Yeah. Like, and they're not really ironic. It's like more right. just bad luck. Sim- you know, similar situation. Like, he's like, well, you know, D Ford's off sides. That's lucky. He wins the coin flip. That's like, like, yeah, but you still have to go execute a 14-play drive down yeah. the field to win. Either way, it, like, I thought, you know, the Chiefs, I don't know. Is this a great game? I, I texted you when it was fourteen. I was like, ball game blouses. You yeah, know, the old yeah. Chappelle, and you know, because I just thought there's no way, and they proved me wrong. And twenty seven, twenty four. Yeah, I was proud to see them kind of bounce back off the canvas. You know, kind yeah. of like. You well, know, they hit like the home run right after halftime. Like they came out what two plays, three plays, yeah. they were down the red zone. Yeah. And that was huge, right? They got a quick yeah. score. Now it's a ball like, game. Now we have a game. Yeah. So it was, you know, like that was. I enjoyed that game more than the other game. Um, mainly because I hate the Saints and they play in a dome. It just drives me nuts. Like it just bores me. Like and they bore me. Just, that's probably being a Buccaneers fan. I like Breeze, Likely. but Likely. I just I'm, I'm good without the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, it's uh I I really enjoyed the game. Um, I mean Tom Brady's greatness can't be questioned at this point. Uh, like I mean, how in the world? He's just. I mean, if anything, you can't question that. Um, he's like. He's the most. He's like the most game of all time. Like you know, he's just. A, he's such a gamer. Like he gets yeah. out there and it's just. It's almost like he he lulls you to sleep until that point of the game. And it's like, oh yeah, Tom Brady's here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Speaking yeah. of, I texted you. And I was like, you know, we're talking about the Patriots, and you were just like, I was talking about how they just take away what you do. Yeah. Like I think uh, Tyreek Kill had one catch and like Kelsey had two catches. And you're just talking about boring, but they, they do. They just yeah. they, they almost like hypnotize you. Yeah, I mean, well, that's you what know? the that's what the greats do. Yeah, you know what I mean, that's people always talk about how you know another boxing analogy, but talk about how Floyd Mayweather is boring. I mean, he's just his his defense. So, you know, he'll just he doesn't get hit. Yeah, he just defenses <laughs> you. You know, yeah. now and you can go on and how you want to say like you know he fights people not in their prime. It's like well, you know, he's fighting whoever is, is put in front of him. I mean, right. you know, whatever. It's just kind of like you can say that the. You know, the AFC East is, you know, crap, which it is. It has been historically for right, years for Jets, Bills, and Dolphins. But, you know, that's not the Patriots' fault. That's just their division. No. So. And that's the NFL. Like, don't, you know, it's one thing if you're playing in, like, you know, a, the Big Ten and it's been bad for whatever, you know, just an example. But, um, or if you're Notre Dame and yeah, have a conference. Well, yeah, what, but, like, the NFL, you're supposed to be able to get better if you. Yeah, that's why they have right. a. That's why they have a you know a serpentine draft. Yeah, that's why right. it's, it's the. So it's not yeah you can't blame the, the Patriots because either a your team don't draft well or you can't keep a head coach or can't find a. I mean that's not the Patriots' fault. They just play. It's the NFL, man. Anybody yeah. can beat anybody. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh the craziest stat, and I, I I still just mine's kind of blown. Even though I probably like I probably knew this last year, but you know this will mark Tom Brady's ninth Super Bowl appearance. And the Patriots eleventh, 
the Steelers, Cowboys, and Broncos all have eight. So Brady alone has nine. That's insane. He, he is second all time in appearances <laughs> on the team his sheet own team. behind yeah. his own team, in which he plays for. And and the Steelers, Cowboys, and Broncos all are behind Tom Brady as well as the Pats. So well, I was it's reca- amazing. Yeah, I was recapping um, this morning. <laughs> you know, to my wife's dismay, I'm sure, but uh, I'm just like re- rehashing a recap because we watched the game. Like I said, my brother-in-law's. And I'm just talking about it, and I'm just like, you know, this is you know Tom Brady's ninth Super Bowl appearance. And I was like, people don't realize like he has lost three Super Bowls, and it's like he's lost more Super Bowls than people even get a chance to go to. Right. You know, I mean, he's won five, but it's like, I don't know. It's just that's so crazy to me that you know the guy's lost three Super Bowls. There's quarterbacks that don't ever get there, period. And he's had a chance to lose three. Yeah, he's lost three. Baltimore's played in two. Saints won. Jets won. Bucks won. I mean, Philly, Rams, Seattle have all played in three. Like, yeah, I mean, he's it's just crazy. Yeah. If you look at the list that I'm looking at right now, like he's played in. Yeah. He's, he's lost, lost more, more than, than yeah. I would say probably half the league's played in. And I'm saying that it's not a bad thing on his, you know, no. you, you know, you yeah, play, I, I you play in that many, you're going to lose eventually. Everybody gets in that like, oh, well, he's, you know, Montana was it never lost one, had four, was four for four, or, you know, whatever the case was. Like he's, he can't be the greatest because he's lost them. It's like, I mean, there's no, I, if I'm him, there's no way you retire after this. Why not go for the, you know, the decade-long Super Bowl? Go run? for the Bill Russell. Right? Like, I mean, 10 appearances. You go for 11. Me? Right. Just like, go for 11 rings. So, I mean, it was just, it's just amazing. You know, people were like, oh, he can't be the greatest because he's, he's lost some. It's like, okay. Just like the LeBron debate. I mean, now, you know, that's a different debate. And I think, you know, from a basketball perspective, you're talking about different era type players. Right. You know, but yeah, different defense. The, yeah, the guy, the competition level yeah. is different. You know, and same can be said here. But football is more of a team type sport. You have to have players. You know, regardless. Either way, um, it's just it's just it's crazy. I've you know Brady's been a guy I looked up to as a quarterback in high school. You know, and through college, you know, watching him just like man, that guy's so pure with everything he does. But you hear all about him. It's not like he's the most talented player to ever play. He works hard, takes care of himself, and just wants to prove everybody wrong, which you got to respect, no matter love or hate him. Like, oh, yeah. You got to respect that. Yeah, the guy, it's not it's not the guy you want coming out there, like, if he feels like he is, which I, feel, I still feel like this is dumb when he, like, after the Chargers game, and he's like, you know, basically saying, like, they're underdogs. I'm like, get out of here. Like, I, I don't know, the... That, a lot of people picked against him, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's a difference in picking against him and then just being like, they don't have a shot. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was yeah. pitching it. like He's like trying to run this tagline of, like, look at us. Like, yeah. everybody forgot about us, you know. Yeah, yeah the one seed in sure. the, yeah. the two seed. Yeah, the yeah. two seed, yeah. Underdogs. <laughs> underdogs from a point of, like, yeah, they're a negative two-point dog, sure. But, right. like, they don't have a shot. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But, you know... I, I get the vibe that he really believed that. Like that's what oh. he was, you know, training himself and his. I'm sure his teammates on like, look, you know, I don't know how you sell that, but I guess when you're Tom Brady, you know, I mean, the guy is, you know. You hear of stories like, I'd say he has a pretty easy time selling anything in that locker room. There's like oh, guys sure. who like are afraid to talk to him, not because he's like a jerk, it's because he's like, it's just Tom Brady. I watched yes. him as a kid, like yeah. right, like. Yeah. Like you know, and people like here like come up and get autographs from. Him. I heard stories like his own players are, like come in the locker room like, "Hey man, can you sign?" That? I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> like how nuts is that? I saw something this morning that he was a um, 
he was playing his first Super Bowl when Sean McVay was a sophomore in high school. Right, yeah. <laughs> and now he's playing his ninth it's against ridiculous. Coach get, Sean McVay. Right. So, I don't know. That, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I'm sure Sean McVay is probably like, I don't know what happened. You know, like, why am I not playing in this? You know? Well, because he's 5'9", 5'10". <laughs> but, ah, you know, that, that's a... Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of cool, uh, cool storylines, cool taglines here. Yeah, and we'll get um, into plenty over oh, the we'll next two weeks. That. I'll tell you one that I hate. We'll break down the Pro Bowl. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Pro Bowl is boring. Um, I saw today that uh, Tony Romo will be announcing the Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> So it sounds like I'll be listening to Spotify. Get Westwood One on the radio while I'm watching the Super Oh my God. So, uh, yeah, I just, you know, Tony Romo's legend is growing on Twitter. I mean, they're just like, oh, they're just like sitting on a pedestal like he's the greatest announcer of all time. For me, like, so you and I are watching the game together. It's fun to be watching it and be like, oh, I'd, you know, watch out for Welker right here. You know, I mean, I was yep. doing it last night. We're watching the game. I'm like, oh, watch for Welker on an out route. Right. Oh, I called one. I got it right. You know, I'm not on Twitter acting like I'm Tony Romo. Or, you right. know, predicting plays. Now, of course, I try to predict the next, you know, two and miss them. You know what I mean? <laughs> miss but, yeah, we're having fun. We're drinking beers or whatever. Like, if I'm going to a theater, like, what if you and I went and watched a movie that I just saw yesterday and I'm like, oh, watch this right here. Dude's about to get killed. Oh, watch this. You know? Yeah. Watch oh, she, she dies right here. It's like. You might get killed here. Yeah, oh, he's killed. Yeah, he's yeah. killed. I don't know. Like, I, I want to watch the game that I haven't seen for a reason. Like, there's a reason right. I don't DVR games and go home because I always hear what happens from somebody or Twitter or you know right. media or something. It's like I don't. He should know the plays that are coming. I mean, the dude was a quarterback in the NFL for years. Yeah, and you see the scheme, and then he's pro- he's studying their film yeah. throughout the week to kind of you know see what they're doing. Right. I you know I know we've we've hated on on the that whole him all all year pretty much and rightfully so it's awful especially when it's week nine i'm having to hear about how this you know some random teams run a play that i don't care about but like in this game it didn't seem to bother me a whole lot and then i realized that i did watch almost three quarters i watched two quarters at a restaurant and one here at the house on mute because my kids were having a dance party so i watched it on mute um so yeah i guess and then i think maybe at the end i was just so enthralled with the game i wasn't really you know, listening to the the commentator, and so maybe it was pretty bad. I don't know, but I just got if we have to hear it through the whole Super Bowl. I think, it's and then the Maroon Five just, at halftime. Jeez. Oh my god! <laughs> the problem is he just doesn't shut up. Like yeah, he, he just, fills all airwaves like right. with, with verbiage. Like it's, I mean, you know, it could be nonsense or whatever, and he just and then he'll say stuff like, "Oh, what I'd like to see him done right there." I'm like, okay, pardon me if I don't want to hear what Tony Romo has to say about what he thinks Tom Brady should have done. Yeah. We'd have liked to see you make a nice clean hold on the field goal. Yeah, yeah. Laces are out. You know what I mean? Finkel. Yeah, it's... I mean, I think a lot of probably casual fans appreciate it because it's just not... But, like, the guys who've... Probably most everybody listening to this podcast and, you know, most people who watch the game for a long time, played a little bit, you know, have been into it since they were a kid and watched a ton of ball. Like, yeah, you don't want to have a guy just... Yeah. You know, Please don't explain to me what an audible is. Like, yeah, my wife probably likes it because he's telling her what's going on. Yeah. Like, which is cool. It's just probably great for the game in general, the growth of the game. But for me, I'm like, God, man. Yeah. Like, or he's like, yeah, all oh, Brady's yelling, kill, kill. That means he uh, he killed that play. Thanks. Really? <laughs> you think, Tony? I'm surprised they can say that anymore. <laughs> yeah, kill. It's offensive. Yeah, yeah it's offensive. I uh, I was I was in a group text today, and we were you know just 
old dudes just bitching about Tony old Romo. Dudes. And uh, I had said, um, you know, I fully expect Romo to uh, to have a seizure during the Super Bowl because he always screws up in big games. <laughs> you know, something's going to happen in the booth. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to drop his mic, bite off. his tongue off or something. Like, the guy's just... The guy's just hazardous when when the, when the game's on the line. Drops his mic out of the booth onto somebody. Like, K- well, kills a fan. Yeah, kills a fan. Just classic Tony Romo stuff. But um, hey, it's uh, Super Bowl's right here in our backyard. It is. I, it I is. The road, so just, you know, if you need a rent place to stay, you rent out my house. Yeah, Thirty five hundred a night. So come on. That's right. If anybody <laughs> wants to get a your favorite host from Balls and Brews some uh, comp tickets to the Super Bowl, we'll uh, we'll be glad to do a live show from the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think I could swing that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could get there. I'm sure I could figure I, that out. I applied for our media pass. I have not heard back, though, so. Bastards. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll see that. Yeah, I mean, if anybody need, has two extra tickets and like to escort Donate. us, we'll go. <laughs> I mean, you know, we'll, we'll probably have to make some arrangements, but I'm sure we can make I'm it sure happen. I'm sure we can make it happen. Yeah, I, I've always <laughs> said that uh, I want to start this business, you know, because I feel like I'm pretty damn cool you know what I mean <laughs> I think you're cool so I want to start this business story like I just you know I drink beer with people so like you know you don't have any friends or you know you want to you're trying to throw this party and you really want to get it hype like you rent me for a night you know I don't know a couple a couple hundred bucks and my beer is covered of course sure and I just come and throw down with you and your boys so that's another couple hundred bucks but <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's <laughs> so right. probably 400 bucks yeah. if you yeah. want rent that. Uh, you know just come and show you a good time just like you know show you boys how to you know drink a couple cold beers and not be a bunch of pansies about it. But anyway, so if you're feeling that for the Super Bowl and you want me to come uh, throw down with you and your boys, you got a couple of couple of G's to spend. My, yeah, I, th- uh, I looked well, at it before the games. My liver's was, always ready. <laughs> before the game, there were 5,400 in the upper upper ring before we knew who was playing. So God knows what they are now. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean... And I'm Zach Chaperone, so you have to take me too. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs a bodyguard. That's right. Um, yeah, so I mean, look, looking forward to it. We'll talk yeah, plenty more about it. I'm sure it's gonna be good stuff. I'm sure I'm we'll try and come up with some. It. We need to come up with some like prop bets of our own, yeah. and like make some wagers. Yeah. How many times Tony Romo does something stupid? Yeah. Over under three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> take the over. <laughs> yeah, take the over. Now, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely do a uh, Super Bowl um, show, you know, in between you know now and the Super Bowl, which is not this coming up Sunday, but the next. Um, Tiger's that, yeah. back this weekend, so that'll fill your void if you golf fans. There you go. Um, College we'll start cranking up. Yeah. Welcome about the Vols, baby. Welcome number one. to the Tennessee Vols at number Tennessee one. Tennessee Vols, number one. What they've, a basketball school that place is! I'm telling you what, they've uh, they've earned it. That's a that's a hell of a squad that he's it really is. Rick Barnes has put together. I, I saw a, um, a stat. You know, of course, there's tons and tons of like three or five, twenty different recruiting, you know, databases that you can look at. But saw that one of the main ones, I guess, rivals are one of those that. Um, none of the guys on the team are even a top 100 recruit. It's awesome, like, you know. And so, like, just the talent development that Rick Barnes has done there is like phenomenal. So, they, you know, they say he kind of reminds you of like Fulmer. Like he's that, uh, you know, he's almost like a father figure to those guys. Like they, you know, he's he's trying to create like, you know, men out of it, and um, you know, they just happen to be good at basketball. Yeah, so, not. I mean, I think everybody was kind of they're. There was some hesitancy when he was hired, because um, of the way he finished up at Texas. But I mean, 
I don't think you could be. I mean, I think there was just a lot more excitement than hesitancy, but I remember you know hearing yeah. a couple things. But sometimes I mean, guys just need. To but you know, the Tennessee's been. I mean, you know, we, we we joke about them being a basketball school because obviously they've been good at football for a long time, minus the past ten years. Oh, but yeah. you know that happens. Bad coaching. We get into all that, but um, you know they've been good at bas- at least relevant in basketball for, for oh, yeah. you know since Bruce Pearl. Oh, which I still were. think he got the raw still yeah. anybody ever in a quote unquote scandal. I mean, but they had a hell. I mean, of a even squad. with uh, what was it? Con- who's who's the other? Conzo Martin. Conzo, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, even he wasn't terrible there. Like you know, they yeah. had some talent, and so it's been you know they they've been coming on. So I'm not a Tennessee fan, but I you know all, a lot of my my friends are, so I tend to somewhat. Form and some yeah. things. I mean, well, they're just fun to watch. Basically, yeah. I mean, that's a yeah, that's a pretty talented. It's gonna be neat to kind of see this area, especially if they kind of stay at number one going into oh, the yeah. tournament. This whole area will be everybody will be a Vols fan. Yeah, you know? I think a uh, I think a Duke uh, Tennessee game would be awesome. Just kind of with the athletes they have, like they kind of match up yeah. similarly with just like you know, kind of big high flying athletes and you know, just some talented talented guard play. It would be uh, it'd, it'd be fun to watch, but. Who knows? You know, you got you got a lot of a lot of games to play until uh, till mid March. Regardless, they're going to be a fa- factor come oh, tournament yeah, time. Yeah, it don't they're, matter if they're in the four or the ten seed. Like they're going to be a factor come yeah, March. Yeah, like it wouldn't. Gonna... I don't think anybody would be shocked if they're in the final four. No, yeah, so, should kiss be. of death. Should be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> out in, out Thank in the you third for round that. of thirty two. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> On a buzzer beater from you know. Yeah. Southeast Missouri yeah, State. Yeah. South, yeah. Wisconsin. Uh, what, white water, yeah. A bunch of white dudes out there just <laughs> lobbing threes. No, they're doing the uh, the Princeton uh, Princeton screenplay, the backdoor <laughs> screen, and it's that's all they used to run back in the day. Uh, that, I guess that's that's really it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean a couple college, transfers in yeah. college football with yeah, hurts. We, yeah, we haven't in fields since but. we took a, about a ten day sabbatical there. Yeah, we kind of missed the uh, Jalen Hurts to Oklahoma, which yeah, you know, we'd put some stuff out on Twitter. I mean, I, that's definitely a Strictly business move for Hertz. I mean, yeah, you know, he's going to the place where you know the last two players, last know, two Heisman winners, yeah, transferred well, in, yeah. you know, and, and become Heisman winners. Um, so you see where that kid, the kid that's there, in Lincoln Raleigh, they're blocking his transfer to West Virginia. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a joke, man. The guy's a grad kid, and you just recruited. I mean, what are you gonna do? You know, and apparently, according to the the kid, I can't remember his name, but. Raleigh told him that there wasn't going to be he wasn't going to recruit anybody in. Yeah. And then he does, and then you're blocking a transfer. That's a total douche yeah, move. That so is, that's, that's I, I, cool. maybe that'll get worked out. I don't I don't know. But um, speaking of douches, uh, Tate Martell is going to Miami, which is probably the most fitting place for him. Bunch of well, I'll keep it PG. But <laughs> I hate Miami like worse than anybody. Like I'd almost root for Florida as a Florida State fan before I'd root for Miami. I hate him. Yeah. But so you were uh, saying that. Yeah, I watched him on QB1 on whatever Netflix. My my brother's been trying to get me to watch it, and I finally turned it on. And the first episode, like 30 minutes in, I'm like, yep, this guy's comes across as the biggest prick. And then all the stories you hear about him, he kind of solidifies that he's kind of a prick. Like, right. And it's, which is crazy because you see the guy like Fromm's in that, and then the kid that's at um, Wake Forest, I can't remember his name. But, um, like, Tate Martell's what five eleven, like yeah, and they've won. I think they won like national national championships back to back. Like clearly, he's a great player, but like to carry this, like you're gonna be an underdog still. Like you're five eleven. If you're six four, like you'd almost be like, well, you know, he kind of 
until he's proven wrong, he, he he's yeah. not going to be humbled. But like yeah. you know, you got a road ahead of you. Like can't now, coach size, right? And, you know, the Baker Mayfields of the world. Obviously, everybody hangs their hat on Drew Brees, but that's a Hall of Famer. Like right. that's like saying what name name great quarterbacks under six foot: Doug Flutie, Drew Brees, Michael Vick. And Michael Vick's a stretch on a great quarterback, like right. great athlete. I, I would say probably the best athlete at that position to ever play the game. Period. But I mean. Outside of that, like that's the only three I can think of. So you're gonna have an uphill battle. You know what I mean? Anyway, I just it didn't take long not to like that kid. But you know, Fields to Ohio State. I'm curious how that'll shake out on the immediate play. I still don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah, but. just I saw a um, I saw something interesting though. Like so, what they're trying to pitch, I guess his lawyer, like the reasoning behind like his hardship, like transfer to be able to play immediately is because of uh, remember back it was like week three or four. He was at a baseball game, and some baseball player had, like, yelled a racial slur at him or something like that. Oh and, you know, they ended up getting the kid, you know, kicked off the baseball team or whatever. But they're using that from, like, week three as, like, this is the reason why he's tra- having to transfer out of Georgia. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's such a stretch. I don't guess I need to go there on that whole thing. I mean, I just feel like that's such a – I would be embarrassed if that's what my attorney was using. To get, because if you were really that upset about it, would you, you have quite, you would have left. You left then you could have been like, "Hey, I really did have a hardship. I couldn't yeah. stay in this racist, yeah. you know, college." I had to get but out instead, here. you played all the way through the year, and then it finally shook out. You weren't going to be the starter, like, and like well, I'm, not even, I'm not even going to blame. Well, you barely played throughout the year. Right. That's right. That's why you're transferring. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm not going to blame him. It's it's you got an attorney in there who's probably saying this is our best chance. Well, like yeah. I don't know what. Like so, I'm not going to. You blame probably don't even run him through it. You're just like, look, sign here, sign here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Approach this to the NCAA, you yeah. know, on your behalf. Um, Unless your mom lives in Ohio and has cancer, which obviously you never wish that so you could play. Right. But I'm just saying, like, that very rarely does that hardship ever get approved. Yeah. And that's about the only time it's going yeah. to. So. Still, yeah. I mean, we'll, and we'll have, I'm sure, plenty of shows where we get into sure. yeah. the whole transfer and how it should be and, you know, whatnot. I think we've even touched on it a little bit. But. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely there'll be plenty yeah. of time to talk about it, but. Yeah, man, that's uh, looking forward to. Obviously, we've got a week off. Got the Pro Bowl, which you know is pretty terrible, but the skills yeah, challenge is kind fun. of fun for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, skills challenge is know. fun. That, that's one thing that I uh, I can get I can get into that. Yeah, get on board with that. Good but, Saturday watching or but, Friday, whatever. You know, the it actual is. game itself, you know. I try unless every Sean year. Taylor's in it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just like right. out murking folks. You know, like Sean Taylor and Pete Rose are two guys that should just go down like All Star game history because those are two guys that are like, look. I don't give a damn that it's an all-star game. I'm, I'm coming out. You know that's I mean? right. I'm taking your legs out. Yeah. Um, I try every year. I just I yeah, end up not being able to watch it. It's just, yeah. There's no meaning on the game. And then, obviously, as you get older, that you just got other priorities. That yeah. you know, Yesterday, I was like, look, I'm watching these two games. It is what it is. Yeah. Like, Look, unless I'm in Honolulu at the Pro Bowl right. myself, I don't care to watch And even it. then, I'm leaving at halftime. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching at a bar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm the watching beach. at a Tiki Hut bar <laughs> in Honolulu. But Sweet. yeah, I like it. We'll uh, we're gonna get together and uh, we'll we'll put you out another show and check us out on Spotify and iTunes and follow us on Twitter at balls underscore and underscore brews. That's balls and brews. And uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Grab a beer. See you.